Hello, beautiful human. Hello, Army. Thank you so much for letting us into your ears today. You're about to catch up with RM. We're talking all things Indigo. And this is hands down one of my favorite interviews I have ever done. 50 minutes with RM of BTS. I've been talking to this man for years and years and years, but you've never heard him like this. I, I just can't wait for you to hear it all. Thank you for being here. It means a lot. And today's interview with RM is being delivered to you by my friends over at GoPuff. GoPuff has changed the convenience store for the better. Thousands of items available right now in the palm of your hand. You order and they'll get it delivered to you pretty much instantly. From home goods to electronics to snacks to booze to food, literally whatever you need. Go puff it and don't stress. Try out GoPuff, get the app, or hit them up on a web browser. And while you're there, use the code ZAC10 when you're checking out. And you'll save $10 off your first two orders. That is ZAC10 at checkout and you'll save 10 bucks off your first two orders. Go puff means a lot to me. I go puff everything. So I love them and I think you will too. So the next time you need to get something delivered, why not go puff it? Zach 10, use the code and you'll save money. Here's RM. Hello, RM. Hi, hey, Zach. Hi. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing pretty freaking amazing to be honest. When it comes to the interview, what I what popped up in my mind first was you. Because I, I, I told I told the label that I if I if I have to interview with somebody, it's it's gotta be Zach number one. So thanks for having me. Brother, thank you. That really your kindness and your trust means the world to me, and it's meant the world since the very beginning. And we're having a discussion. This is, a, by the way, this is weird for the two of us because usually when I'm talking to you, there's, uh, you know, I don't know, there's a bunch of other people around. Of course. This is a direct conversation about a body of work, bro, that is so incredibly special and unique and so beautifully unexpected and a journey from start to finish no two songs sound alike and your range sonically and vocally from rapping to crooning to acoustic like bro it is bravo like what do you set goals before you start making this album first i appreciate it uh for for noticing um actually there was no goal actually you know after after my last um mixtape um i was like i was like lost and wondering like, oh, what should, what should I do right now? And, you know, like a lot of stuff were going on as BTS. So I have to, you know, invest my um, rest and the, and the time to, you know, to focus on my solo works. And, you know, as usual, I just started, um, I started with a, with a song and um, that was the wildflower. And n there were no goals because, you know, the goals, the word goals, were for you know the team uh you know the message the slogan or the data is for the team and for me my goals were i think you know just make an album make a beautiful album and then release someday i think that that was my only goal you bring up wildflower what is a wildflower to you actually it's uh the title was was supposed to be flower works but I changed it because it doesn't make any sense, flower works. I, I just made up that word and you could easily get it if you compare the um, fire works and flower works because um, there's actually no, no thing like flower works because you know, fireworks, when, when, when you think of fireworks, is really fast, but it's still beautiful. Lots of billions of people go to see that maybe some short 20, 30 beautiful minutes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a festival. But you have to prepare it for like a, you know, a lot of time. You know, it's, it's up in the sky and just fall back down like so sudden. But, um, you know, when you, when you compare it to the flowers, you know, you don't even know the name. Um, I, just, I just think of the image that, you know, lie down on the ground, a bare ground, and just hold some, so, some small flowers and then, you know, throw it in the sky and just fall back down like some fireworks. So that's what I call the image of fireworks. And I think BTS is like the fireworks. Yo, lots of, lots of prepare, lots of practice, but it's so beautiful. So many people come to see. But for me, um, I just, you know, I, I started my career as a, as a poet. I always wanted to be a writer or a poet when I was young. So that's why I chose rap because rap is rhythm and poetry. 
basically. So for me, I think I, I someday want to go back to the bare ground, you know, bare feet, so down to earth, and then like just throw the flowers up in the sky. Oh yeah, this is my fireworks, kind of like that. So yeah, long story. <laughs> By the way, I, I can see that visual in my in my mind. Did any of these songs start as poems? Um, it it actually started. I came up with that keyword um, seven years ago, 2015. Like in Korean, like flower works. Oh, I gotta make some song called this flower works, and you know it took uh, almost seven years to just just to, from a keyword to be an actual song. Where did you save that th th those words? Like, did you put it in your notes app on your phone? Did, did um, you actually, write it somewhere? I wrote down in the phone, of course. I wrote down in a in a notebook. And actually, there's a there's a message in in our fan army community that I wrote in 2017. It's called Flowerworks. So maybe after the release, the fan would notice and and maybe figure out that that text again. These songs that are on this solo debut album have been living inside of you for years yes for from seven years to yeah yeah um maybe a, maybe a year mm -hmm. what is your creative process like because you talk about obviously starting as a poet and rapping is putting those poems to a beat do you freestyle do you write your lyrics do you mumble in front of a microphone how do you do it Technically, there would be two ways. It could be started from a from a keyword like like flower works or just a simple melody. But usually, it starts from a keyword like yo, what I gonna what what do I gotta say? What I what do I want to say? Or there's a beautiful track, and then you know the track calls the melodies and and keywords. But usually, I I think I start with with the word because it's always my major and my main part and. I don't usually mumble or just just freestyle. Um, for me, I rather build it like a like an architect, like a you know from from stone to stone, brick to bricks. Sh strategic almost, right? Emotionally strategic. Like you, you, you have purpose to everything you do. Like every lyric, oh, every word, every yeah. movement has a reason. For this album, it is it is so me. So sometimes I feel like, oh, this is so cocky, this is so me. But yeah, you know, I can't lie. And yeah, but for, for Flowerworks, it just, when I just listened to the track, I just popped up in my mind the melody, the right, the right vocal, the right hook. So sometimes a miracle comes to me, but usually it doesn't. So I have to figure out <laughs> from you, a single brick. You know Sorry. It's so funny, like you talk about a miracle, like do you, when songs just come to you, do you feel like it comes from a higher power? Because a lot of artists do, like Chris Martin, for instance, like he thinks his best songs were given to him by like the universe came and like yeah, beamed yeah, it yeah. down into his brain. Actually, you know, there's a song called Higher Power <laughs> in their career. And I don't know if there's some higher power or I don't know, some some big existence, but maybe it's my unconsciousness and my thoughts my frank thoughts inside and there's a there's a certain timing that it comes just a one one some some sort of soul so i think i i think of it like that i don't know about a higher power or universe <laughs> true beauty is true sadness uh, that is a lyric in one of your records that stands out to me C can you expand on what it means, true beauty is true sadness? Oh, actually, um, it's, it's, it's the track one, right? It's Yoon, yeah. and it's about a, a Korean painter. He's my favorite, and I have the biggest respect for him, uh, for his life and message. And when he was alive, he said that he wrote down a memo, a true beauty is a true sorrow. So, but I just want to make it rhyme, so I, I changed it to sadness from sorrow but sorrow is like kind of like a more deeper right when we see the line like a true beauty is a true sorrow or a true sadness like we don't get it right um, like we don't easily get it so uh, we have to translate on our own and for me it's like you know when you're when you're like extremely sad and when you are like extremely happy at the same time you just you just shed the tears yeah. um we're like extremely sad we shed the tears when we are extremely happy or impressed we shed the tears 
too. I thought about the tears. So like, I was like the same same thing like too because why did he say the true beauty is a true sorrow? For me, um, it's about his life through the Korean War. Korea was a very um, in danger for like centuries and 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 years and years. We have a very tricky, um, very sad history. So through his life, he he been through all those hardship and the pain. Um, I think it was his kind of conclusion or like a kind of like a small small preach that he realized. So I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like what's inside. But for me, um, when I when I something when I see something really beautiful and really um, I don't know maybe artistic, I become really sad. Maybe that's because I'm jealous, or maybe I'm too impressed, or I'm too happy. So it leads to madness. Yeah, yeah. It's so it leads to madness because that's why um, he, uh, when we see his paintings, his painting is black, and um, when he when he was young, he he painted his paintings like his father-in-law. His father-in-law was a painter too, was a famous painter, and it was really blue and indigo, like it was it was sky and sea, like it's really beautiful, but. Once he um, he been through some very many trials and hardships, and he was in he was in jail for for months. When he got back to the to the real life, he started like mix to mix all all the all the paint colors, and you know when when we mix the colors, it ends in black, right? So it was his madness. But when I see his madness, it's really something elegant and very beautiful. It's his madness, and he actually said that he wrote down in the diary, "This is my madness. This is my anger. Just I'm just writing every day of my diary. I uh, I I hate this world, but I try to be a right person. I want to be human. I don't I don't think I'm doing an art. I'm just being a human, and I'm writing down my every um, anger and beauty like every day." So but there's so me. much beauty in that. Like there's beauty in rawness. There's beauty in honesty and emotion and yes, whatever. Like, honesty. It, yes. He was he was honesty for uh, for his whole life. I don't know how because in Korea, like in his ages, in his times, there were people were starving. There were no food at that time. There were right after the war, where we were like so poor. The country, the nation. I can't even imagine like you know like like that time. Like how could how can a, a man think of an art like when he's like starving and barely eating like no one even s goes to see the paintings and you know does that struggle does it come to mind and keep you focused when times get tough right being able to create um, even in the darkest of moments yes his painting is actually in my living room like the main main position and when i see his painting um i f i sometimes really have a have a dialogue with him with his piece like that's all bro yeah yo this is this is not a big deal right um i can't i can't deal with that i can't i can't go through come on give me give me some give me some bravery what is it like to be able to put a song on your album but also name an album dedicated to an artist that definitely has helped you get to where you're at today i mean that is a beautiful full circle moment yes this is my own type of you know tribute there's a many tribute to you know uh, the the past legends like Beatles or or Michael Jackson or you know Tupac or Biggie, but I think there's no 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 one that has ever done you know a tribute to a Korean painter. So <laughs> as a K-pop artist, so I think it's gonna be really unique and fun. It's amazing, and and in that same vein, you have shared this album with so many incredible artists and artists that everybody's heard of and artists that people are now going to be fans of. I feel like you chose these features strategically. What were you listening for or looking for in the artists you chose to share this album with? Yo, it's Zach Sang, so I'm, 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 I'm really answering this in, in my honesty. I started music um, with Nas and Eminem, but you know, before that, I'm, a, I'm just a Korean. Uh, my roots and my my motherland is here. So after when we go to the Billboard, like after like two th in, in 2017, um, 
I got so many things, uh, I got so many benefits from, from the whole, you know, American music market because it's the biggest, um, the promos, the, the awards, it was, it was great, it was beautiful. But I suddenly realized just, yo, I'm just a Korean. And that, that doesn't mean that I'm just a Korean, so I have to do some Korean music. It's not it. I'm, I'm just, I just, I just, just suddenly felt some irresistible energy. Just, yo, I can't leave my motherland kind of like that so but still i i'm I, I grew up with the music from from the western so i just want to i think that was me it was all mixed and you know what k-pop is like that too it's a, it's a mix of a western and eastern and and you know dance and music maybe maybe hip-hop and r&b and rock and like everything so um Yo, I, w I was being greedy for this album. I just want to put it in one, one single album. So the feature artists are my legends. There are Korean legends, there are American legends, and I, I am really in their debt at some point of my life. Like I, I shed the tears when I was in, when I was in Badu's album when I was young. And you know, we had a really great time. Um, um, playing yet to come with Anderson Park and you know seeing the Silk Sonic performing and um, other Korean legends they are they are my young um, idols young time my teenage idols so um, I put it strategically but um, I just wanted to make it um, you know just just one thing you were, yeah, and, and in the same time, you were kind of fulfilling a dream or a few dreams, right? Like to be able to work with yeah. your heroes and also be able to mm -hmm. showcase the music that is so ripped from your DNA and your reality is, God, like, and, and the range in the features. You, you mentioned Erica Badu. Like, what is it like when you hear that feature for the first time? Badu was my hero when I was young with D'Angelo, of course, the new soul, the Baduism, like, she's a... She's a king with her own castle. She lives in her own castle and she has nothing to do with the hype or, or you know, the virals and stuff. He, uh, she is just a king who made a genre, I think. I suddenly realized her existence again through G Robert Glasper's album. It's, it's the call, the track's called Afro Blue. And yeah, she featured and she, she sang um, in, in the track because I was like, oh yeah, that was Badu. Well, uh, her voice is like so magical and you know, it's like a, it's like a casting spell yes. to you. And in Yoon, you, you, you listen to the m music and I, like I said before, there's a, there's a strong message of him, the words with honesty. And I think, yo, if I, if I sing the hook like, oh, you should be a human before you do some before you be an artist and you should keep the silence before you do something, you should be a human. If Badu, you know, like the legend of, a, of all time, like Badu sings this hook to people, I think it would be way more convincing than I sing it because I'm, I'm 28 and uh, yo, what, do, what, what do I know about life? I don't know a thing, <laughs> maybe a thing, but not a thing. So yeah, just like that. But, but, okay two sides because you you hit on something obvious which i think about all the time it's like i've been i'm, I'm 29 mm. i've been doing this like life has been it's been a lot but like in the same breath you know nothing right you know you know a lot but yet there's so much left to learn right. and it's both exciting and overwhelming and also a little scary because at times you want to think you know everything but the reality is you do not um so how does how does this record with Erica actually come to be do you give like does she just submit her hook for the song and you just craft around it does she craft around what you've already done I was afraid she may think of me very rude because I wrote all the hook and lyrics and sent to her please sing this hook with your voice and you know it could be very offensive because she's a she's a damn she's a fucking legend it's so, Erica Badu but yeah, it's Erica Badu. I mean, no, no, no explain needed. And I sent like a, like a tons of documents, like why I'm writing this song about the painter, um, um, about the painter Yun and why he should sing this hook, why these young people need these messages through your voices. So she was convinced. I felt like she was very open, open-minded. And she sent me a message um, like once a month. So 
she's like, how, how's, oh, um, what's happening in your life? Um, how you're doing? Casual. And, like, yeah, casual. Like, she's, she's so nice. I don't feel like she's like, um, in, she's in her age. Like, I feel like she's like 30s when I'm texting with her. Well, by the way, like, the, the, that's a real collaboration, you know? And some people mm -hmm. can do those features and take on a collaboration like that and be incredibly distant, you know, and not want to forge any relationship. Yeah, I don't want to, I want to be seemed like I'm using her because I think there should be a specific, like, reason that we can't reject if you have a feature on this album because it's my first solo album. Yo, I didn't expect like these many artists could be featured on this because it's my first solo, but still the frequency, if, if I make, when I, in, on the process that, that I'm making a song, that I sometimes suddenly feel that, oh, I need somebody's frequency to complete this song, then I'm just so down. So that's how it just happened. At what point in the process does it present to you that like you need a feature or this song could be a duet? Like in, 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 because there's a bunch of duets and obviously a bunch of features. So do you know before you start the song or is it only while you're making it that you go, I, I need somebody else? Usually, you know, it's, it's happening on the process. Like I'm writing and I maybe I could like, you know, like I have, I have a writer's block in the, in the middle of the song and then like, yo, ah, uh, I need someone or mm, like Lyun, like if, if this track could be completed, I need someone way more convincing than me to, to spread this message, kind of like that. Still Life, what story are you telling in this song? Um, Still Life is a, is a, is a, fun, is a funny song. Um, you basically see the word Still Life mostly in the museums because uh, when you think of the Van Gogh sunflowers or Cezanne's um, apples, we see a title called Still Life. But you know, since English is my mo not my mother language, when I, um, my hobby is going to the museum and see all the, see all the art pieces. And I suddenly realized that, I suddenly like thought of the title um, Still Life is like so strange because yo, it's dead. I mean, the flowers are all dead like a hundred years ago. And the painter is even dead too, but he once gave a life to the flowers through paintings when he was alive. So it's, it feels like it's really alive to me um, when I see the painting. And still life, it's like, when I see the title, um, I, I admit it like in, in two ways. First is that, and two is like, yo, when you, when you get, you don't, you don't get questions like this, but if you like um, get questions like, what are you gonna choose if you know the future, like life or death? Then I'm like, you know, like a, like a movie actor, like, oh, I'm still life. I wanna be still alive, kind of like that. So I just wanna use it that um, I'm, I'm thinking of myself, that my whole life is exhibition and, I'm, and I may be uh, just, a, just a flower or, a, or an apple in a, in a painting, but I'm still moving forward and I'm still alive. So that's what I'm telling about. Do you think artists through art or even being an apple in a larger painting ensures that, you know, through art, you can kind of be alive forever? I'm not sure, but um, I, when I see art, it relieves me because I don't need to be jealous of, you know? When I listen to some greatest albums, I, I become really jealous sometimes and, and it's really hard, it's really tough to get that experience because I want to just listen to music as music, but sometimes it's really hard. Like, yo, this guy's like 29 as me, but he made something like this? Like, yo, what am I doing with this, my, with my life? Like, I suddenly think of that because I'm a creator too. But when I see on a painting, it's not my stuff. I will never paint because I do suck at painting. Have you so, you've tried? <laughs> yeah, you have tried. Uh, yeah, I've tried a few times, I'm so bad. So <laughs> that's not my stuff. So yeah, I gave up. And what I'm telling you this is that there's a small Picasso exhibition in Korea and I, um, he's, he's, he passed away you know, years ago. And, but his painting was like so alive in, in some random East Asian country with just me and com the communication and the communion. Like it was so, um, I don't know, some next level. So. At that time, I, I felt that it's alive. 
Um, they're dead, but still alive. Do you fuel the jealousy that you may have from listening to other people's music? Do you end up fueling it and putting that into your own success, into pushing yourself creatively? It's my motivation. And you know, you know, there's an old saying, nothing's new under the sun. So a culture is flowing like, you know, back and forth, east to west, west to east, um, maybe people to people, maybe art to music, um, music to culture, everywhere. So like my featured artists, they made me, they made my music this day. So I'm a K-pop artist, but I'm doing rock, folk, R&B, uh, of course rap, because it's my roots. But you know, there's no borders or, or uh, boundaries. It's just me. What is the most challenging part of making an album like this? When it comes to an album, people usually have a specific concept, right? There's an intro. And then, like you know, when you think of the Don FM, it's a it's a it's a it's a radio station concept, right? So it's like that. But for me, it was just a it was just a diary. Like I, I didn't know I didn't know what what's gonna what's it gonna be in 2019 when I firstly started the track with Wildflower. Like okay, I started this track, but I don't know what's the rest gonna be. Is, could it be a single or or an album? I want to make an album, but I don't know it yet. So. It was like, I, I told you, like an architect, like just this brick to a brick, stone to a stone. So it is, it is uh, the most challenging thing is that you don't know what's it going to be because <laughs> there's no a big picture, you know, there's no drawing. Well, it's you, like you're discovering yourself, right, in the process? Yeah, so, you know, I'm changing um, year by year, month by month. So I just want to watch it and just, 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 just make it uh, to a one album because, you know, uh, the world needs an album like this too. When you see Adele's album, the title is like 21, 25 and 30, right? Diary. Yeah, so it's so simple. Like, so Adele gave me bravery too. Like. Is there something to different colors as you release more solo albums? Um, I guess not because um, when I think of Mono, it's like, I don't know, I feel like kind of very, um, what is it? Um, complicated feelings. It got me because I some of the tracks I'm I'm still really proud of the tracks, but some of the tracks I just want to remove. But I just don't don't want to dump it because it's my history. It's 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 mixtape, but so I don't want to. I didn't want to dump it, so I just want to make it like a make these two stacks of music as a. Diptyque, like Mono and Digo, it's rhyming and it's about the colors. In the process, when I was making the last mixtape called Mono, um, it, was, it was a diary from 2015 to 2018. I used to wear um, like the, the black clothes, uh, black, gray and white. And after, after that, I used to wear, uh, I'm, I'm wearing jeans and um, natural colors like neutral. So I think it could be, you know, more kind to introduce to the people how, how my change was, was coming on like, like this. And, and Mono and Digo is going to be uh, a funny, a, a fun diptyque, I think. That's, I, by the way, incredibly interesting that like everything in life is reflected in the art that you put out. Like from even down to the colors that you wear in your clothing. A, a song like Forgetful, there's a strategic spelling to that title, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's fun. <laughs> um, actually, in Korea, it's called 건망증, and I just couldn't find, the, couldn't find the same texture as it has in Korean titles. So, like, okay, the, the closest one is Forgetful, and, but, you know, it's like, oh, this is so... Um, not fun and not charming. So I just, you know, it's, it's a sense of humor. Like I just miss the E because it's because I I'm so forgetful. <laughs> it, this is my favorite song off the album. Oh really? It's yeah, you know dude. what? This the first song that was the kickoff of the whole creative process. I made this song like in 2019, like April, I guess. So it was the first one that I ever completed. How did you, did you make it, like, just you and a guitar? Like, how did this song um, start? I have a close friend called John. Basically, he's a guitarist. And we did the NPR Tiny Desk um, with him. Like, he's my best friend these days. And um, I suddenly, 
Actually, the lyrics are saying that I'm just 26, so I recorded and completed all of the tracks in, in my 26. I'm 29, by the way. I told you, like, sometimes, like, miracles happened. And this song, the whole song was a miracle because I just wake up in the morning and it just suddenly, suddenly popped out in my mind. Like, the whole title, the lyrics, and, and uh, um, the hook, and the, yeah, the everything. So, like, I just recorded, like, right away, um, and I brought it to John, my friend, and, yo, I just want to make a song out of this, and I just, I just need a one simple guitar loop, and we just recorded it in our just small studio, and if you, if you listen to it carefully, you could see some really, um, some, some delicate sounds that um, I actually brought my denim jeans in, you know, like this, and there's a, there's a there's a, some percussions and I that's my I'm knocking the table like like this so I'm plugged and organic like in the studio it's so fun that's so beautiful and so incredibly special and really such a departure from anything I've ever heard you put out before I mean yeah. you hear that too right of course some musicians of um, my my friends really love the song that I just don't know why I was like but they said like. Yo, this is so, um, I don't know, <laughs> like, this is so like, so heart to heart and uh, so, so organic. I just love the song so much. It's, it's, it's a folk. Really, it's, yeah, it's a folk, actually. What I know It's as a really folk. beautiful. Mm -hmm. It, it, it is a folk song, but like, yeah. does it, what does it mean to you? Like, was it, did you feel like any part of it was a risk putting it on the album? Um, I, like I told you, this, this, this song was the kickoff of, the creative process. Yeah, every, it, this is a starting point. So I couldn't, I couldn't take it out of the album. And um, it's so, so precious to me because everything happened in a small studio. There's no such, um, some, some meaty instruments. It's just all from, from my um, clothes and my tables and my guitars and hands. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I really needed the song because it's so me. Um, I have a song like Wildflower, like, you know, so dynamic the strings and the rocking vocals and the messages are full, you know, for, for the whole minutes. But this song is like, you know, like make you like arms, armor down, you know, like just put your armor down and just let's chill. Let's take a coffee and uh, <laughs> yo. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Did you, how do you record with Kim on that one? Like, did, did you oh. just send it off? Were you in the studio or how for, did it work? For, for that time, like three years ago, I was like so shy. So I asked John. So I, I wrote the lyrics and the part of Kim too. So like I asked John, oh, I'm so shy. So please just bring it to Kim. You're the one who arranged this track. So I'm, I, can, I, can, I can have it, I can put it on you. Like, let's go. And then <laughs> and, we, and we did back and forth a little bit. And, but, you know, yeah. So Kim, Kim did record it like three years ago too. So, but I think she wants to, re she, she, I've heard that she wants to re-record it like recently, but uh, we thought that that was perfect because it's, it's so good. Yeah, it, it's just, it's just the way it was. I, I love the way it was. So yeah, just leave it behind. It was the moment, right? And like when you mm -hmm. capture that, you really can't, there's no other take that will ever be better than. Right the moment right i want to leave it in my 26 you know just stuck <laughs> <Wow>. in 26. <laughs> so have any of these songs taken on new meaning to you today since when you made them back when you were 26. the inspiration um of forgetful the one who gave me that inspiration was my friend a friend of mine but um he's he's not um Actually, he's far away, kind of like that. So it, the song really got me, um, really came to me like different this time because like, okay, I'm, I'm even, I even forget about the um, inspiration giver <laughs> about, of this song. So the meaning of the song and the color of the song, the temperature, the texture is always changing. In, even in the creative process. And maybe after release, it's gonna be way more different because once, once they were released, it's, they're not mine anymore. It's just up to the audience and the listeners. So 
maybe um, it could be way more different later on. Do you feel like you lose a part of your art when you share it with everybody else? Um, no. Once you make it, um, and once you release it, it's, it's mine um, until it's not open. But once it's open, it's everybody's. It's the same for the paintings too. It's not, I don't think it's, it's on their, you know, the artists. I think it's not theirs. It's just, um, it's just the people's, you know, that's what we call heritage and a legacy. <laughs> So I don't think it's a losing. It's just a natural happening. And, you know, artists have to just move on and move on and move on. I already, you know, what? so forgetful of my um, whole process of the making this album. And I'm just thinking like, OK, so what next? Do you wish that there'd be a, a moment in time where you didn't think of what is next and just soak in what is? Or do you like forward? I think I like forward for um, at first. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm just too young to just just chill, I guess. You know, it's my, it's my first solo, so as a solo, I'm just a I'm just a newbie. So I think I'm still mm, still still craving craving these things. And um, I've heard that tons of people told me that you, sometimes the time comes um, when you can't make it, even if you want to make it. So. If I have something, lots of going on my inside, I have to digest it like in, in any ways of my own. So I'm trying, but you know, it's, it's tough, it's, it's hard, but I think, you know, art is like, you have to do it when you, when you like, when you feel like dying, like, oh, if I, if I don't do this, I'm gonna die. Then you should do it. If not, I'm not recommending the people just to make an album or, or, or paint. You have to, you, you need a one single goddamn reason that you can't reject. It's that burning passion that like, it's that desi that deep desire that's unwavering and like, it, right. it, 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 just, right. it just needs to be done. You can't, right. you can't live if it doesn't get done. Like historically in art, yo, it's like the still life and the mountain, this landscape paintings, they're all dead because um, Donald Judd he came with a small box in 1960s and the paint and people were saying that oh paintings are dead right now historically we need more avant-garde and de development but still in 2022 a lot of paintings are alive and people are crazy for the paintings and lots of artists are still painting and for me like yo why do i make music i'm not i'm not good at rapping like more than, not more than Nas, not more than Kendrick, not more than Eminem, which are my heroes. Or I can't sing like Erica Badu, I can't sing like Anderson Park. but why am I making music then? Because that I, I think I have my own one single um, edge that I can only spread to this world. And I feel like I'm dying that if I, if I not do this. So if I just like music and just make, just, just do it and I could just, you know, keep it as a hobby and listen, to, give it to the friends and maybe just on SoundCloud and it's like, oh, I make music and that shit. But, you know, it's a, it's a professional, you make money out of it, then you should be, um, I think, you should know, you should be aware of like why, like why, why you're doing this. Well, because it, it's, it, it, the reason ultimately is bigger than you, right? Like. Going back right. to art living on way beyond the artist and the mm -hmm. impact that art has, yes, in your own self-discovery, but also at the same time, allowing other people to discover new parts of themselves and right. genuinely felt very understood by this album. I got a lot of influence and power thanks to the BTS and thanks to my effort of my whole 20s. So if I got power, like, what should, what sh what should I do? Like, I think... Like Yun, I think there's some specific, maybe some things that these, these young people need in this time of, of the world. So I just want to do that because I have the power and I have, a, I have lots of infras and, and, and the windows to spread. So uh, I think this is the moment and I just want to do it really well <laughs> in, in my way. Changes part two, the production on this song is Dude, wild. 
and the flow, the transition into the keys. Like, where does this beat come from? It's my old friend. Um, he's a he's a Korean rock legend too. Eon, he, he, his, his, his name is Eon from the band Moat. And um, he's one of the biggest genius that I ever know in, in this industry. Cause he's, um, I'm like a more way of, you know, when I, when I create something, I'm like more into intuition, like, like, the, like the process of forgetful. I just record it and just, yo, the guitar loop, and that's it. Like, you know, I judge and then I, 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 I bring some people. And, but him is like, um, this guy is like, he's like a real architect, like, like build the frequencies and, and, and the instruments and the layers, like really um, thoughtful and um, like mathematical, it's so magic. So when you see a great mathematical things or, or a technology, you see an art, right? Like a spaceship. So um, change part two, the whole melody and lyrics, just, it's just popped on my mind. Like when I was walking down the road, I was like, Things change, people change, everything changes. Okay, I, I gotta make, I, I gotta make a song with this. But who, who should I, who should I work with? The producer, because I gave up producing because I'm, I, I didn't, I didn't have that much talent in that too. So, <laughs> anyway, so I, I think, I think of him because maybe he could bring some, um, some un, unexpected things to this and. He did actually. The transition and the instruments, the glitch, the noise, the detuned stuff, it's so crazy and so um so technological. Meticulous so, yeah. and technical and like really dude, fucking great. Like it's yeah, really it's, good. He's a he's a damn genius and so the melody and, and, and the lyrics just come first and then and then the beat comes next. But the the fun thing is that I never expected some beats like this when I when I when I recorded the melody. So I visited his house because his studio is in his house actually in a small room. And I was like so drunk at that time. It's like, yo, hey, I brought some melodies and I just want to work with you. And so I was like, so I recorded it with some some microphone like SM58. That mic is not for the real recording. It's just a, some some stupid dynamic mic. It's a good mic, but still, it's not for the recording. And, and I did that and he made beat with that, um, with that demo. So, so there's a track, right? So I tried like a few times to record on the beat again, but I just can't, I just couldn't do it because it's, it's strange. But you know, I, I didn't get it because there was no beat but the melodies and then it first and then you know, beat came next, and then I tried to record it on the beat, but I just couldn't do it. I couldn't help. I just couldn't fit, fit the beat. So, so I used the drunken demo, the whole part. So it's a, it's a drunken demo, actually. Like, we did it in three minutes. Wait, is that what actually made it to the album? Yeah, the <laughs> album. <laughs> so so when I, when I recorded it, I didn't, I didn't know about the beat. There was no beat, but just a metronome, like, dick, yeah. dick, things change, people change. So yeah, I mean, things happen like this sometimes. You don't know what's it gonna be. But it came out literally perfect. Is it? I love that song. Actually. It's so good. Is, it, is there like one event or a series of events that inspired that record? It came natural because things were like changing so, so much a lot going on so i felt like okay i i i'm chasing for the timelessness and the eternity but things do change and i got just gotta admit and yeah so it's like a it's like a it's like a wonder just just okay things change people change uh and i think it was fun it was it was a funny part because um, the change part one was a single with Wale, and it's really about the society and a, and a positive energy. But um, the change part two is like really sarcastic and, and pessimistic um, in some way. So I think that's gonna be fun. Is it hard to make friends? Um, it ain't hard to make friends, but it is hard to make friends. Is it hard to make real <laughs> friends? Yep. Yeah. 
I mean, because, friends, acquaintances yeah, yeah. are in abundance, but real friends are far and few between. Right. It's tricky because um, I think that's tricky because of my team, I guess. The, the, the name of the team is so big. So some people really misunderstand about me and they um, and they act different sometimes. So it's, it's really hard to make friends. But still, I'm really open and, um, you know, like like a like a featuring like like a feature you need some specific frequency to be connected to a to a to to people with you know as friends and by the way that frequency doesn't need to connect with everybody and sometimes that frequency connects no. with somebody and it turns out to be a bad bad connection right, right. and you learn but you right. can only learn once you're in the middle of it that's why friends are treasures the real ones are yeah man mm, and like that so true and the real ones also stick by you no matter what's going on right they're the ride or dies like don't need to talk every day could literally go without talking for months but when mm. when they're needed they're there when they need you you are there it's true right it's true they will they do and i and i will do the same too that's that's best friendship but it's very special uh it's so funny i've been I go silent on my friends sometimes and my friends will hit me up forever and ever and ever. And my friends are very busy. They're very cool people, you know? Um, but the real ones stick with you no matter what goes on in life. And, you know, a lot of my best friends, I've been friends with them for 13 years, 14 years, you know? Wow. That's the, that's the best period. I think <laughs> it's true. Well, because it's like, you know, you ride with people through kind of before all of this and then you mm. ride with them through it and, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. Mo most most of my friends, most of my real friends, were from from my teenage. Same for me. T teenage years. Yeah, cause cause they treat me um like a yo. So what? Okay, you're a BTS. So so what? What? Are you bragging in front of me? <laughs> they, they treat you like they treat you like RM, right? Like yeah, that's... they they treat me like uh just a just a just a boy, you know. Number two, how did this <laughs> song start? The song was the second um, after, I mean, like right after the forgetful. So I made this song with John too, the friend who I made um, forgetful with. And um, I was thinking of Orpheus that um, in, in the myth, when he was running away from hell, the wife of, um, what is it? The hell's king, I, I can't think of the name, but she she tells Orpheus like never look back when he when you're running away from the hell so I think it's an old saying like you, you shouldn't regret so I think the Greeks the ancient Greeks I think they already knew they shouldn't regret and and never look back and um I just watched the movie everything everywhere all at once and it's about the the small decisions that uh, that make your life change and you know we th always think of like what if I didn't do that what if I what if I didn't bump into him or her like what if I didn't choose it but the movies and the old sayings the myths are teaching us that if you if you if you want to change something you can't change it. and your your universe your version of your life is the best one so I just, I just have so many regrets, and regrets are so natural for me. Like I do it every night, every time. So it's a, it's like a, it's like a saying, saying to myself, like you shouldn't. Please don't look back from now on. Please, you can't. You you will look back, but please don't look back because this, you did your best, and you 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 be the only one who can protect yourself so you chose your past and you ch you're choosing your present your you will choose your future but you know there could be some trials hardships risks um dangers but still don't look back and enjoy the ride just feel when you're if you're sad just just be sad if you're happy just be happy it's a life but keep going mm -hmm. and keep going. Yeah, dude, really, this is a very special conversation. I really appreciate you even doing this in any capacity. It means the world. Um, it really does. It's really, really special. Um,
what, what do you want people to learn about you after listening to this body of work? I just hope them hope they feel just hope they feel that um, you know a young man in a K-pop band have some success in even the American music market. How they deal, how, how, they, how he deals with his life. And I just wanna, I just wanna make people think about their own lives and be happy. And they don't see the lyrics quite much these days. I hope they could, they could see and figure out what's inside the lyrics because that's what I've learned. So yeah, so it's a hard question, but I just hope they learn more about myself and, their, and themselves as well. RM, I cannot thank you enough for this. I mean, really this is easily one of the most special conversations I've ever been a part of. So I thank you for being honest and open and giving me the time. I mean, really, man, like I thank you. Um, for sure, you're, I mean, I'm being honest, you're, you're worthy. You have been, you always have been the best interviewer that I ever met um, in, in abroad, man. So it's English, is, I'm, I'm having a hard time learning it, but still, I, I feel it, I could feel it, even with my second language. So I'm so grateful and appreciate it. And I've been expecting this interview so much. Thank you, Zach. Hey, beautiful human, you made it through our conversation with RM. Thank you so much for listening to it and giving us your time and energy. I, I really appreciate it. And a big thanks to RM for being here. And a big thanks to Gopal for getting it delivered to you. Now, be safe, hug your family if you can, and a minimum remind them that you love them. And do not go to jail. I'll talk to you real soon, okay? Subscribe to our podcast, share it with those you care about, and let us know who we should talk to next. That's Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Reach out whenever you have requests. Have a great day. Peace and love. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez-Crook. Our post-production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon.